Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Superachievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Lori Hibma. Lori is a beloved CEO and leader of two companies and host of the B4 Happy Hour podcast. In this episode, she shares her wealth of wisdom and knowledge acquired while building her businesses and leading a dedicated team of marketing professionals. Welcome, Lori. Thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, I love the work that you are doing in this world uh, in many different facets. Uh, so before we jump into our topic for today, can you share a little bit about your background for our listeners? Yeah, you bet. So I've been part of the digital marketing world since almost since it began. Um, I remember um, programming websites and, and coding websites from scratch before there were programs that helped you do that. So wow. I am very familiar with coding. I, I even remember working in DOS. So that that was a fun one. Um, so I've been a part of digital marketing since its inception. I got a lot more involved with it about 13, 14 years ago and pursued a degree in IT which with an emphasis in uh, multimedia communication. So that was really fun. I learned a lot, although I will say that I, I personally feel that by the time you go through those types of degrees, the information you're getting is already very outdated um, because technology moves so fast. But yeah, so I started down that road, uh, started my own uh, digital marketing agency. The idea was supposed to be I was just going to make a little bit of money on the side, stay home with my kiddos, uh, be a be around more than I had been when I was working, you know, for other people. And within six months, it took off and turned into something completely different. And now we have uh, an agency, two actually two agencies. So yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you also do other work too, right? Right. Yeah. I, we do, I do a lot of volunteer work. Um, I have a couple of different, what I would call, um, passions projects. Yeah. Passion projects would be a good way to put it. Um, I am a staunch supporter of helping people overcome the tendencies towards suicide or helping those people who survive what I call survivors of suicide, meaning either somebody who, um, had had that happen in their life, or maybe they're a family member of somebody who did do that. Um, so that's one of my passion projects. And then one that is really near and dear to my heart is, um, helping people who are trying to make a better life for themselves. I, I work as a coach for a couple of different, um, nonprofit organizations where I help people who are either underemployed or unemployed find work. Um, sometimes that looks very different depending on the person, but that's a big part of something I believe in because I believe everybody should be able to be sustain themselves, that they shouldn't have to rely on somebody else, whether they choose to do it in an entrepreneurial fashion or they choose to do it working for somebody is a personal choice, but I do believe that each person should have that choice um, and do so in a way that makes them happy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, and along those lines, so you help those who have faced significant life challenges and they want to overcome obstacles, barriers, 
and have more stability in their lives. Now, 2020 has proven to provide some quite some significant challenges for for most folks. Uh, what advice do you have? Uh, like, take us through a, a mentoring or coaching session on uh, on on doing that. Yeah. So typically, when somebody comes to me. They're usually um, in one of two places. They're either in a very, what I'm going to say, rough patch of life. Um, maybe they are unemployed or maybe they haven't been able to gain employment, what I would call useful employment, meaning it's going to be really hard for them to make a living or even survive on what they're, li- what they're earning. And so when, when that individual comes to me and they're looking for something to be better, to make, have a better life, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to identify their goals, right? Like, okay, so you want a better life. What does that actually look like? And a lot of times people haven't figured that part out. They just know they want it to be better, but they haven't figured out why or how that might look. And so we, we usually spend, um, I meet with them once a week when I'm going through this process. And during that one week, each, each meeting one week, it's usually anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours. And during that time, basically, one of the things we're doing is we're identifying, okay, so what, what is it that you want? And really boiling that down, asking some very um, deep questions, really making them dig into what it is they think they want. And then we spend a little more time going, okay, so let's look at the pros and cons of everything you want so that you are 100% uh, congruent with what you're saying you want, right? Because a lot of times we think about, whoa, I really want that, but you don't think about the downsides of all your wants, right? Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) helping them identify it so that they go into it with eyes wide open. That's a big deal is they really need to go into it with eyes wide open. Um, And then from there, we decide, okay, is this something that you need to do as uh, an employee or is this something you need to do as an entrepreneur? Is this something you should do with somebody? Should you do it alone? you know, and really helping them boil that down. Um, and you could, most people know, some people are very like, oh yeah, I just want to work for myself. That's what I really want. And you look at their history and you can see that no matter what happens, they just always seem to have that bent, right? They always seem to go down that road. Um, and then there are other people who are like, no, I do not want to have to think about that stuff. I don't want to think about accounting and taxes and I don't want to work for myself. No way. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of where we start with that group of people. And then we have the other group of people who I've worked with people who have PhDs and they just aren't happy with where they're at. They're not happy with their employment. They don't want to work for somebody else, but they just, they're, they're what I call the underemployed. They're not where they should be. They're not making the kind of money they should be. So, and I've worked with, you know, people with associate's degrees, bachelor's, master's, PhDs, all trying to figure out, okay, this isn't when I, when I went to school for all this time and when I did all of this training, this isn't what I pictured. And so really helping them evaluate, what does that really look like? Did, did you just have the wrong picture? Or again, do we need to go back and say, okay, you know, maybe it's something as simple as you didn't really do the job search you needed to do. 
How do we do a job search that's effective and going to get you where you want to go? So it sounds like very clear. Um, so setting clear goals with eyes wide open, which I love that you said that, right? You know, the, the pros and the cons related to what you want. Um, and then setting up a game plan for accomplishing it, getting very clear on all of it. Yeah. It's a big deal to do it the right way. Cause otherwise you're just, you know, what do they, what do they say that a goal that's not written down and not followed through is just a wish. Yes. <laughs> yep. Now, what do you recommend uh, to your clients who are you know, having uh, those emotions, all of those emotions around uncertainty? They want a better life. They're not sure what they want, right? So I, I can sense like frustration, um, just the, the negative emotions surrounding that. Um, well, I typically start by saying, okay, who do you know if they come to me and they say, you know, I, I want to be my own boss. I want to have my own business. Usually the first question I ask is, okay, who do you know that has their own business? And I ask them to identify who those people are and what about their lives they really like. Like if, if I, you know, I have some friends who are business owners and, you know, some of them have been in it for a long, long time already and one girlfriend in particular, and she just recently sold her business. And I watch her because I, I look at her life and I think, wow, I like what I see, you know, and maybe I need to identify what it is I like in her life that I don't see in my own and then decide if that's even relevant to me, right? Because yeah. just because I like it in somebody else's life doesn't mean it's, it's going to apply to mine. Right. And um, so that's usually the first piece of advice. If they want to be an entrepreneur, it's okay. So who do you know that is an entrepreneur? What about their life do you like or that you see that you think is a big deal? Um, and have you had a conversation with them about the the other side, right? The part you don't know, the part, the sleepless nights, the the worry, the headaches, the in my meeting payroll, the <laughs> all those yeah. other all those other little caveats that you don't think about when you go into business for yourself, because what, what you're thinking about is, oh, I can set my own hours. I can work when I want. I can only work as many hours as I want. My schedule is going to be super free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, only and then reality hits. No. Yeah, and then, that's exactly, that is exactly it. It's like, <laughs> and right. I feel like I, between my staff and my clients and stuff, I feel like I have more bosses than ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So it's really identifying. Um, I didn't think of looking at it that way, right? So identifying what you like about it, for example, the autonomy and freedom. Mm -hmm. And then maybe there's someplace else that you can have that need met by not being an entrepreneur or, or whatever you're looking at that you think will give you that. Right. You know, and that's, that's a big deal. I always make some recommendations regarding books. Um, that I think people should read. I think the the first book I always tell people to read is The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And I, I love that book because it talks about taking something you love and turning it into business and, and the downfalls. I mean, he's very clear in that book. It's an oldie, but a goodie. And yeah. um, he's very clear in that book about what that looks like when you take something you love and you try to turn it into a business. And then all of a sudden what you used to love, you don't like anymore. And that's a, that's a really big deal. That's a very big deal for most people because they don't think about, like I said, they don't think about all the other stuff that comes with that. And then, you know, if I'm, I mainly work with women. I, um, I've only coached a couple of men 
Um, I just do that for my own sake and my own, I just understand the way a woman thinks more. Um, but I have a couple of books that I always ask them to read. Um, one of them is called girls on fire. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yeah. Um, I haven't read it, but I've heard about it. Yeah. So girls on fire, they, (laughs) I think it's a really good book to, to get people thinking down the right way. And then, um, I like the book, uh, in the company of women. And because it talks about, you know, you're getting inspiration and advice from over, I, th- I don't even know how many hundreds of people are in there. Maybe it's a hundred or 200 women. I forget. I don't remember exactly. Um, a lot, <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So you're get you can identify with different walks, right? You can identify like, Oh, this woman was a mom and a wife or this mom, this woman was a single parent and she had one child or this parent, this woman was a single parent and she had six children. So really helping you identify where you're at. You know, this woman never went to college, but now she's very, very successful. This woman has a PhD and now she's very successful. So, you know, looking at all different walks, um, I think is extremely important for somebody who's going into business and helping them identify somebody that they can identify with. So really narrowing in on, okay, so who, who can you talk to? where you can draw those same correlations between your life and their life so that when you're asking them questions, they're not giving you, you know, BS answers. They're giving you real true answers on how they themselves overcame a situation that you might find, you may find yourself in. And I think that's a really big deal. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Nice. So, Okay. So let's say we're, we're in a place, we want a better life. We're not sure what we want. And I have a feeling a lot of people are in that, uh, recent times, uh, such as they have been usually lead people to a lot of reflection, right. On where they're at in life. What's the priority. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, All of that stuff. Matter of fact, it was, uh, the government shut down many years ago that led me to realize, Hey, I want to open my own business with eyes wide open, (laughs) of course. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I'm guessing a lot of people are going through reflection right now. And some people are at the point, you know, like you said, where they just want better. They just know that they, they aren't happy where they're at. So I can see, uh, so one of the, the first tips that you provided is in getting clear on your goals is maybe looking at someone who is living a life that you like, right? And asking them, interviewing them, reading some books uh, to get ideas from other people. Are there other suggestions that you give to your clients on, on getting really clear on what would make them happy? Well, once they've identified somebody who's they think is living the life that they want. Um, sometimes I tell them, okay, you need to go spend a day with that person and ask them to show you their life. Don't, don't have it be something, you know, this isn't the grand tour. This is real life. So what is yeah. a realistic day in that person's life look like? Um, I've had a couple of people who've come to me and said, well, I'm, I'm just going to come to you then. I want you to show me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that means you have to be at my house by 4am. And my first phone call is at 5am. And, and, and they kind of look at me like I've lost my mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but, but like, I'm, this is life. <laughs> this is life. I'm two hours behind my team. My team starts at 7am so I'm on the phone by 5 a.m. most mornings, not out of choice, but out of necessity. That's one of those 
things that people don't understand is there are some things that you do when you're in business for yourself that are a necessity. You don't really have a choice. Now, it is my choice to live two hours behind my team, right? To live in a different state. So that is my choice. Um, but like I said, with every, with every good choice, there's always a bad choice. There's always a bad something, right? So I always tell people, every choice you make, you have to count the cost. And that cost can look very, very different. Even all the good choices, if all you ever did were make really good choices for yourself, your career, your business, uh, the direction you want to go, there's going to be a cost every time. It's not, it's just never all roses. It really isn't. They, you know, wise, eyes wide open, no rose colored glasses are allowed. You've got to, you've really got to be able to say, this is what it's going to be. And I learned that lesson the hard way. I, I entered into business thinking myself, thinking, you know, if I just do everything right and if I just treat everyone the way I want to be treated, it's all just going to work out for itself. <laughs> I mean, I really thought that. I, yeah. very, very naive thinking on my part, extremely naive thinking. And it, it probably took me six, seven years to really come to the conclusion that, you know what? I'm killing myself and working just crazy amounts of hours. And that shiny place I thought I was going to get, if I keep doing this, this way, it's never, it's always going to be that, that shiny piece that's just right outside of my grasp. It's going to be beyond my reach. And so I had to spend some time doing some own self-reflection. And I think that's a really big part of people understanding what it is they want and what they need to do is doing some self-reflection. Like, okay, you know, if you think you're going to you're going to do all this stuff and then you're going to have just arrived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. I, I, I love it when people think that, you know, they look at somebody who's extremely successful and they think, well, they've arrived. I'm like, no, but you know what? In their head, they have it. In their head, they're still reaching too. Exactly. And I, and I really think it's important for people to understand that regardless of whether it's a job or a business, no matter which direction they decide to take their dream, they have to they have to understand you never arrive. But there is a difference between arriving and being able to say, you know what? I'm happy. You can be happy and still have goals and dreams and aspirations. Be content where you're at, be happy where you're at recognize the really good positive things where you're at. So even so right now for somebody who's struggling, they're trying to figure out what that needs to look like for them. You know, first thing I'm going to say is, Hey, what are you happy about right now? What are you happy for? What do you have in your life? That's good. Because you have to have those things. If everything's just negative, starting over is going to be almost impossible. Yeah. Happiness is uh, definitely not a destination. <laughs> no, it's not. Right? <laughs> and that, no, tar but... that target moves fast, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is a journey. <laughs> I'm sorry. So um, now people who are unhappy at this time or they're doing some reflection, they may just be having some, which I, I thought of as you were talking about, maybe some work-life balance issues. I know you talk a little bit about that. Can you share your thoughts in this area? <laughs> so work-life balance is a myth. 
Yes. I, I totally believe it's a myth. I always have. Um, that would be one of those shiny objects I was always reaching for. Yeah. That I, I eventually discovered just is um, a mirage. It's kind of like walking through the desert. You think you see a lake. It just isn't there. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so work-life balance is a myth. And I just personally believe that you're either really working hard or you're living hard. It's You flip-flop between the two, but they're never in equal balance. And there are seasons, right? There are seasons of your life. If you're, if you're young, if you're in your 20s and 30s and, and you're career-driven, then your work-life is going to weigh out like... Um, you know, outbalance your life. Yeah. Right. And, but maybe you're in your forties and your fifties and you're looking, you're trying to figure like, okay, I'm happy with my career, but I need to focus more on my kids or my grandchildren, or I want to focus more on my, my spouse or my significant other. And I want to travel more. So any given time through your life, depending on the season you're in, you have to identify that season for starters um, which I think is really important, especially as women, because a lot of times we're trying to do all seasons at all times. Yeah. Um, but I think that you have to identify like, okay, what season am I in? What does this need to look like? And sometimes I tell people, don't look like, okay, what's this need to look like for the next five years? Let's boil it down and say, okay, what's this need to look like for the next year or two? Um, I think it's really important that people look at that because you've got to get that figured out before you can really look five years down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Well stated. <laughs> I love that bite size, you know, cause we mm -hmm. tend to get overwhelmed by looking at, we're thinking it's going to be like this forever. Nope. It's time right now to focus on this time right now to focus on this. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times you'll morph, right? You get through exactly. it and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, that wasn't so bad. Now, yeah. I'm looking, now I'm looking at this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, it's an evolution. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, you mentioned working with your team. Can you share a little bit about uh, the services and or products that you provide? Yeah. So I started uh, two different marketing agencies. And so we are obviously a digital marketing agency. Um, we've done a lot of what I would call conventional marketing, advertising, uh, but we focus mainly on the digital. So helping people figure out what their strategy is, uh, their marketing strategy. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, we're a little different than the typical marketing agencies because we will not only help you figure out what your strategy is supposed to be, but we'll stick with you and help you accomplish that. A lot of marketing agencies, they're like, okay, we're going to build you a website. We're going to give you these, these graphics. We're going to give you this content and We'll set up your ads and then you're on your own, right? We yeah. don't do that. We stick with people. Um, a lot of my clients have been with us for 10 years. So, oh, wow. yeah. So we've, we've got a really good relationship with them and we're the ones building the strategy. We're listening to their goals. We take it a lot further than just uh, marketing. <laughs> my COO is off. He's, he's a phenomenal guy and he is constantly talking to people about, um, you know, their balance sheets and their profit and loss statements and where are they at and what's struggling, you know, what, why aren't they paying attention to their numbers, their finances, things like that. So he's, he's, we get down into the nitty gritty with our clients. So all aspects of digital marketing though, are, are part of what we do. Websites, social media, SEO, paid ads, video, 
photography. I mean, you name it, we do it. Even, we, <laughs> full service. <laughs> full service. We we have a fulfillment house. So that's really been helpful um, because a lot of times, especially now, it's kind of funny that all of a sudden um, snail mail is making a resurgence. Um, it, it's kind of weird. All huh. of a sudden people are wanting to, I think the, the being the isolation where uh-huh. all you see is people online or you're talking to people and you're, there's no face-to-face communication, all of a sudden sending things out via snail mail, you know, little care packages, little, little things that grab people's attention. It's, um, it's coming back. I don't know if it'll stay, but it's definitely made a little bit of a resurgence recently. Wow. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I just received one of those today from a grocery store. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Cool. And you also, uh, can you share a little bit about your podcast? Yeah. So our podcast, it's beforehappyhour.com is the website and um, it'll be on iTunes and Spotify and all the all the aggregators for podcasts, <laughs> basically. Um, but our podcast is basically about talking with people who are in business, whether they're the business owner or maybe they're part of their C-suite or even maybe they're just getting started working for a company. And, you know, it's it, a lot of times it's that water cooler talk, but it's what happens before happy hour. That's why it's named Before Happy Hour. What happens during your day-to-day life that works and doesn't work? How do you fix those things that don't work? And then how do you celebrate when it finally is time to have happy hour? I love it. Yeah, we'll definitely put that uh, that web address in the show notes. Perfect. Nice. So what final piece of advice do you have for our listeners? Oh, you know, I guess the biggest thing I would tell people is um, give more than you get. You know, Mm. um, when you focus on generosity, it will grow beyond what you can even potentially imagine. um, And you end up receiving so much more back. And I'm not just talking financially, but just the, what you're able to give people comes back to you tenfold. So if you give positively, you're going to get positively. If you give negatively, you're going to get negatively. So, you know, just focus on generosity and focus on growth. That's what I would say. Oh, I love it. Warm fuzzies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you for joining us today, Lori. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. If you'd like to learn more about Lori, visit her website at beforehappyhour.com. That's B as in boy, the number four, happyhour.com. Or connect with her on LinkedIn. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit christinaeans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.